Your green screen, it's really realistic. It looks a lot like what usually is behind you. Yeah, what I did was I'm, I took a still photo of the background behind my desk and I'm projecting it onto the green screen, yeah. It's so smart, it's very- It's messy. a lot of work, but I think it's worth it. Definitely, yep. I mean- No, I, I'm, I said, fuck the green screen. I don't know what I'm doing with it. There's, a, <laughs> I had no, I had zero ideas of what to put behind me for that clip I made last time. I'm like, I don't know, I don't, and then it was just like, all right, we're going to do the next episode soon. So who the hell cares? It's just like, what am I doing? So. Hey. All right. Sorry, green screen. It was fun while it lasted. It, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're in a new environment. I am in a new environment. I know this room is super dark, but I don't have any lights in my office. <laughs> um, that's weird, but that's good. How's it going over there? I love this place and it's been great. Yeah. But weird things about this house is there's not a lot of overhead lighting uh -huh. like most of the rooms do not have light fixtures in the ceiling yeah yeah i've yeah. seen that my house is a little bit like that a lot of some of the rooms just don't have anything and you need your own lamp yeah yes and i just don't currently have a lamp in here yeah so that's okay. gonna change but not for right now we so. shall podcast from the glow of your imac or whatever it is you're using are you afraid of the dark? That's no. <laughs> Laura, it's a little too spooky in there for me to. I am wearing an orange shirt. So continue I'm... this podcast. I'm scared. This used to be the office of the man who used to live here, who is now deceased. Is that up to spook level? Whoa, whoa. Say that again. There was a guy who worked there that is now deceased. The couple who used to live in this house. They have both, they're, they both passed away within the last couple of years. Oh. And the man, Carl was his name. This that I'm in right now was his, as my neighbor told us, his computer room. So my office is Carl's old computer room. Oh my God. You're in the computer room of a dead man. Yes, indeed. <laughs> our, our neighbor, an older man named Don with a white beard, he knew the people who used to live here. So he's been really like, you can tell like he really wants to tell us stuff about them, which is interesting. I like it. It's like he's very gossipy. He's going to get into some dark stuff with these people over time. I think I honestly know. I get the impression that he was friends with them and that he misses them. <laughs> That's honestly. Oh, OK. All right. He's not going to get dark. I don't think so. It, I mean, I don't know. I've only talked to him once. So, hey, the room's dark. Don might be dark, too. So. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're enjoying the new home, despite the lights. Um, did you get your mob garbage situation sorted out? Kind of. Okay. Oh my God. What Do you remember that scene in The Sopranos where um, the garbage company just comes and dumps a bunch of trash in the parking lot of a store owner and they call and it's Richie April answers the phone and is just like, if you're, if you're not satisfied, double your trash back. And that's like apparently their policy where they, <laughs> if you complain, they'll bring it back plus more and just dump it in your parking lot. So. I absolutely did search on Google is advanced disposal owned by the mob. Cause I was like, this is like the way this one was talking to James just jaw dropping to me. It's, like Jane was like, I need to speak to someone in your billing department. Like if you can't help me. Yeah. And the, like, 
they don't have phones. <laughs> like those are the kinds of answers she was getting. Like, well, can I speak to your manager? Is that possible? He doesn't have a direct line. And like, insane. That like, is so crazy. Someone's literally like, like looking at the other person who works there. And it's like, I'm gonna right. today. So I'm just doing this. It was bullshit, but we kind of got it squared away. It, okay. looks, like, it looks like they were supposed to give us money back. Right. We did, but they accidentally gave it back to us twice. <gasps> which means that we now owe them monies that were they're trying to send us the collections for. We didn't even know they had refunded us twice. Oh, that's the problem? <laughs> what the fuck? But it took five people for Jane to get that information. Like no one else could tell her anything. So Yeah, just- well, that's that's a tricky one where it's like, okay, so we paid you and we paid you and it only probably gets marked down like once that we paid you. Right. Or something in their system where it's like, we didn't mark that it got paid twice. And and then it automatically goes into collections or something like that. That That is crazy. They sent us a letter basically saying, like, if we don't get payment within the next X number of days, we will send you to collections. Yeah, no, but I wonder what I mean is like, do, do you think that those maybe just get like triggered in the system? Like, oh, the Witkowski account is X number of days late, blah, blah, blah print out this letter and seal it up in my man. Like no human is like, well, let me look through these books here. Yes. I think that's part of the problem is like, you've got this automated, all these automated systems that aren't yeah. inter- that I work on, by the way, <laughs> that are interconnected run by people who can't access them all. Yeah. You know, it's just a nightmare on top of the fact that this company is just complete garbage. But at any rate, did you see what I did there, by the way? Complete garbage. Yeah. yeah. Got it. it doesn't tie into our theme for the day, which is memory, which I was hoping you would segue to, but no. I didn't. I segue no. to garbage joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So, so yeah, uh, episode 23, Embrace Yourself. Wow, we're we're here. It's crazy. May 2021. That's right. I will flat out admit I had forgotten the topic. So that's actually, I feel like I'm doing a good job. Yeah, you're doing a service to the podcast today because the yeah the the topic is memory and I have been very int- I'm always been interested in memory. I was um, as a kid, I you know you take all these like tests and if you're a gifted kid, you they might give you an IQ test or this and that. And apparently, my memory was very good and they classified it as something. I don't know. I was too young to really know what um any of it really meant but i've been finding lately that like the depth of my memory in terms of like trauma or negative shit from the way past is very like still quite strong like i whereas other people may probably have forgotten or it didn't leave such a mark on their brains as some some stuff has left for me i don't know if um because i I did a little research on this stuff for today so long-term memories are essentially um written to your let's say long-term memory area um through both through like sleep consolidation of memories blah 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 but also through uh, what they're calling a rehearsal which is like so if you're rehearsing a stand-up set for example yep. it'll get committed to long-term memory 
And um, so I was trying to put that together with like the fact that I used to tend to dwell on things a lot. So I'll take one thing and it'll just be a repeated, repeated, repeated thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is my amateur psychologist putting it together here where it's like, hmm, maybe that's a little something to do with why these memories are so solid with me that I already started with a good like a good memory and then I just like rehearsed this shitty stuff in my head over and over and over again potentially um, yeah I interested to know and you probably would not be able to say because it's your brain and your memory how that memory has morphed and changed and or been edited over time you know because that's the thing that I find the most interesting about memory is the fact that people think that once something's in their long-term memory that is just like, there you go, there's the file. And that's just not how it is. And so you can have a long-term memory that over time erodes and changes and becomes, I mean, it's one of the reasons why eyewitness testimony is not reliable. Right. Despite that, if you talk to a normal average person, they'd be like, oh, there was eyewitness testimony. Then that's, that's the gold standard. Yeah. And it totally is not. And they've done enough studies to show that, that people right. really remember stuff, especially when either under duress or stress or like surprise, you know, those kinds of things get in the way of remembering things. Well, it's interesting you say that because in the three categories of memory here, we got the three that I'm I'm reading, uh, sensory, short-term and long-term. So I would think sensory is the um, seen, heard, touched. You're remembering it almost instantaneously in the sense that I saw you with that shirt nodding like that and it's in my head. But it quickly deteriorates and it's not a memory that stays with you for a long time. So in that sense, I don't even think there's time for your eyewitness testimony to make its way to long term memory, much less short term memory, because you haven't seen it enough. Yeah. You see see a guy stab somebody. It's like, what, 30 seconds and then you leave that memory is quickly deteriorating within seconds of you of having experienced it, apparently. True. Also, I mean, I've never, thank goodness, watched or seen someone be stabbed, but 30 seconds sounds like a really long time to me to watch someone be stabbed. You think you'd be able to identify the stabber? If that person's getting stabbed, checks watch, tick tock, tick, 20 seconds now. Oh, we're still going, you know, that's yeah. a long time. But nonetheless, it's like a family guy joke or something where they just do it too long to the point where it's not funny anymore. And she's like, fucking change. Yeah. go Stop. Yeah. That's that's that kind of kind of thing. But like, yeah, 30 seconds is a very long time. But if you did witness something really quick, like um, seen her touched uh, just for a moment, it's a quickly decaying uh, uh, memory, sensory memory is. Um, there's been studies done on this kind of thing where um, the capacity for the human mind um, for for their sensory memory. So let's say um, you're in a scenario and and I asked you to recall some items, some things about the, 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 the environment you were in. You can really only remember at most 12 things about um, something that you just sensed. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas with short-term memory, once it's moved from that very immediate 
memory state to like sort of a working memory state where it's like it's in my head right now I know what I'm doing I'm probably not going to remember this like tonight but here at work this little task I've got it figured out and here we go you're saying that the immediate memory is the sensory memory correct okay so we're kind of like progressing through yeah so then we have short term in in the middle there um In 1956, a guy named George A. Miller wrote a paper called The Magical Number Seven Plus or Minus Two, which means that um, in in short term memory, basically people can be reliable to uh, remember about seven items plus or minus two. And this is in and this is in 1956. More modern estimates put it at about four or five items. So we've kind of gotten worse at that. Um, and um, the brain tends to be able to use its short-term memory more uh, well, I guess, when you chunk the information together, like let's say phone numbers where you can remember the area code and then the first three together and then the next four together. Uh, yes. The brain likes that. In short-term memory likes that. The brain loves uh, chunking. It loves chunking. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> You're welcome, America. This yeah. Made by chunking. Yeah. He loves chunking. And then um, short-term memory is also a lot to do with acoustics. So if if it's an auditory thing, um, I f- it seems to be that that's going to be more short-term memorable than something you read or see. Mm. Um, but in, 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 in the short-term memory over time, similar sounding things, like if I were to tell you to remember the letter P, like later you might be like, was it B, was it D? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I can't remember, but you would remember the sound, like was the- it W? It was wouldn't it- be that, like you would know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Anyway, so- um, yeah, and then so then there's long-term memory, um, the capacity of which is immeasurable. I think everybody has different uh, capacities. Um, an example of uh, something moving from short-term to long-term again was like you know, stand-up routine, song, maybe practicing chords to a song, something like that. It's in your short term, you know it, but the more you do it, it's going to move into your long term. And then long term is really affected by sleep because during sleep, um, your short term memories become consolidated. And I guess that's the job of the hippocampus Uh, in the brain. Um, Yeah, so sleep and sleep is very important, apparently. Um, to to the to the long term memory. Um, so like if you're studying something one day, you're gonna remember it better if you get a good night's sleep in between, let's say, studying something and the test on it. Mm-hmm. So cramming doesn't really do as good a job as what you might think. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. In dog training, um, <clears throat> my mentor came up with the term um, "roll forward." And basically what she considers roll forward is essentially like letting a dog sleep on it. So let's say you try to teach a dog something, you know, like you've advanced to try to make it a little bit harder. 
And the dog's like, ah, ah, you basically end your training session being like, oh my God, that you didn't seem to understand at all. It doesn't seem like you really got it, whatever. We'll just quit. And then the next day you ask them to do it. And they're like, oh yeah, this thing that we were working on yesterday. Like that happens so often. It does, huh? Wow. Yeah. So it's really interesting to me because I'm like, you didn't seem like you even knew what I was doing. And yeah. you remembered what we were doing and were more proficient at it when we, yeah. when you slept on it. So, that is interesting that that happens for dogs. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's very cool because you can really directly see that. It's like so obvious. You're like, same dog, nothing really changed. Right. They I didn't mean, go home and Google this shit before bed, you know. They weren't up all night practicing, stressed out about whether I'd ask them to do it the night. Yeah, night. they went to sleep. They were fine. Um, that'll happen to me though, with like, if I'm coding and I, I'll go into the night and my brain is just fried. I'd be like, I'll write some notes on the whiteboard, sleep on it, come back, wake up, be like, oh, that's what I got to do. And I'll just be able to do it. It's weird. It's, it's, yeah. it's interesting though. I don't know if that's necessarily long-term or just getting some rest, but <laughs> I don't know if the long-term memory or not, but um, I, uh, I could definitely see that. I, and, and another thing they're saying here is like during sleep, they have recorded neurological activity in the brain that's similar to the activity that was happening when the person was studying something when they were awake. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, in fact, Kristen, the mutual, mutual friend that introduced us, her roommate in college was on the upper bunk and was like a piano performance major. And she would play piano on the ceiling in her sleep. Oh, wow. Yeah. In so, her sleep. Yeah, Kristen could hear her fingers tapping on the ceiling and that's what it was. She was sleeping and she was just going through piano routines as she was sleeping, probably REM sleep is my guess. Isn't that fascinating? Oh, nuts. I know. Yeah, I guess it's REM sleep. Um, what do I have here? I wrote something down here. Neural connections. I think REM sleep is important, but it kind of depends on what era. Like, is it reckoning era REM sleep? Or are you more like a monster 90s era REM sleep? Yeah, monster sleep is no. I mean, the shiny, happy people REM sleep, that's basically just having a nightmare. I like the chronic town murmur era sleep. Yeah, REM that's sleep. <laughs> oh, so they say it's slow wave sleep hmm. is the, the phase of sleep that uh, helps to um, stabilize and retain memories and neural connections are strengthened yeah, during okay. this time. So that is so wild. Mm -hmm. I wonder if I've ever done anything like that. Probably not. I don't have a lot of things where it's like muscle memory. Yeah. Yeah. I often wonder that like when my dogs are like twitching their paws and like barking in their sleep. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? What are you thinking about? Like, what are you remembering in your sleep? Are you just having a dream or are you thinking? I don't know. It's always. Yeah, weird. no. Is it the, like I was wondering, do you know? Like, because the joke is always like they're just chasing somebody in their dreams or something like that. Yeah, it's hard to know. It's hard to know at all whether they're I mean, it's even hard to know whether they're having a good dream or a bad dream. I mean, other than like our dog, Nina, frequently in her sleep, she will growl in her sleep and her hair on the back of her neck will stand up in the back in between her shoulder blades. Which, yeah. You see that happening to a dog, they're not happy. <laughs> That's not something a happy dog does. I mean, there are extenuating circumstances. But for sure. the dog is growling and the hair on their, basically your mohawk is up, get the fuck away from them because they are very upset and might bite you. And she does that in her sleep. In her sleep, yeah. So she's got to be upset about yeah. something. Girl, what the hell's happening to you right now? Like, what kind of nightmare are you having? 
Whereas other dogs, I'm like, I think you're chasing the ball, you know? But yeah. It seems yeah. like I have dark memories. <laughs> Just Do they ever like, wag their tails in their sleep? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. It's fascinating. So yeah, muscle memory. It's, I mean, basically my dogs are performance piano players is what I'm trying to get at. Well, you know what? So you're a drummer and you're a proficient drummer. I'm a guitar player, but like, even when I had a band, I, um, I knew the songs, but I wasn't like <laughs> great. I would still bring like, I don't know what the fuck it is. So I have a good memory. People will be like, how do you remember that? But like for performance, when I'm on the spot, like remember when I did stand up, I always had a set list. It wasn't the jokes written out verbatim. I knew the jokes. I just didn't know which jokes and in what order I was intending to do them. Um, never didn't ever do that. Like I always had a set list. Yeah, I brought a set list up with me almost every show I did. I mean, even when I didn't look at it, it's just helpful to have it. It, it was to me almost like a little security thing. Well, you like didn't it, have it out and refer to it. I sometimes did, but I usually okay. would just set it down on the stool or whatever. And and frequently I'd be like, I'm gonna need to refer to that. And then I never would. Um, See, but, I would always have, to, I never got comfortable enough to like be cool on stage and remember what order my jokes go in. <laughs> like it just didn't. But yeah, I think um, I've never had a great memory for things that are like important. You know, like I remember in junior high, my English teacher, who was a dickhead, um, he made us memorize all the presidents of the United States, which number one, why the fuck are we doing this in English class? What a waste of my goddamn time. Oh, that was English class? Yes. Okay. Like, okay, whatever. So we had to memorize them. And I tried. I mean, I... I went home, I studied, I made lists, I, tr I tried. Like I was legitimately like, I want to try to pass this. Yeah. And I fucking couldn't. And in fact, I figured out in the front of my planner was a list of the presidents of the United States. Cause you know how some planners, the, pre the ones you buy have like pre-printed facts. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, fuck this. I hardly ever cheated in school. That was something that never was on the top of my mind. I was a very good kid but I put that notebook under my desk with that page open, partly because I was like, fuck you. This isn't even important. I don't need to know this. Yeah. Like, I could look this up anytime I wanted. And yeah. that's felt pre-internet. So I yeah. just was really annoyed that he was making us waste our time doing that when I would have rather been doing anything English related. Yeah. So I cheated and I'll right. feel bad about it. <laughs> I think that's fine because the fact that that was in that class and then you doing poorly on it could have affected your English grade. For some reason, like why? <laughs> yeah. Laura's pretty decent at creative writing, but she has no idea where John Adams and John Quincy Adams fit into the picture. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your fiction is completely historically inaccurate. <laughs> Your colonialist fiction is uh, historically <laughs> yeah. inaccurate, Laura. My, my junior high memories, for the most part, I, I do sometimes wonder, like, how accurate is this memory? Or yeah. are like some things I'm like nope that's exactly how it happened but others I mean I have a twin sister so it's interesting because sometimes I have a actual touch point like here's someone else who was there at the same time at the same event who is the same age and basically the same like same genetic profile as me yeah. being this thing right. so it, it's interesting how often like her and I will try to remember stuff and she'll be like I don't remember that at all or she'll like well I remember that this way it's really weird yeah that is that is weird. Do you find that not like 
our realities are totally different, but there are times where I'm like, that's so weird. I thought that was just something that was like very obvious or something. Be like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a sister who claims to not remember um, childhood essentially. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I wonder what that's about. Because I remember my childhood very vividly, like I said, but um, that's such a, it's such a weird thing for me to think about. Like, like the only years I don't quite remember in my life are like, cause of my own doing, like if I was like blackout drunk for most of a year or some shit like that, okay. then I just don't remember positives or negatives about that time. But uh, when I'm, <laughs> when I'm, when I'm sober, I'm remembering it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So if you, do you know what the oldest memory you have is or like the youngest you can think back to like I remember this and I feel pretty confident that this is not like a story my mom told me that I turned into a memory or what what age would surprise you because like I'm thinking I'm thinking like six okay that's like first grade is it no sorry no I'm gonna go be I'm gonna go back I'm remembering either nursery or preschool, like memories, vivid memories of sitting at a table with Mrs. Laporte, the uh, older of the two preschool teachers doing some kind of a, you know, mental test puzzle thing. Like I remember those types of things. Ah, okay. Yeah, you know, I I think mine would be preschool as well. Okay. I remember that our parents, like our preschool teacher asked parents to bring in essentially empty containers, like empty cereal boxes, empty, you know, basically any food container that you could clean out and it wasn't going to be disgusting. And we made a pretend like shopping aisle, like when you could like go through and buy stuff and, okay. you know, basically, like yeah. this is five cents or whatever. Like, I thought that was so fucking cool. I just... <laughs> Oh my God, this is awesome. And I remember specifically picking up an empty box of Cheerios off the shelf. Okay, that's really vivid. That's yeah. very vivid. Yeah. And the other one I remember was same from preschool was making like these wood blocks that someone had sanded and the corners were rounded off and stained. And then another person, I don't, another person, might've been the same person. I don't know. These, they were in a stack on the table and they had, they basically were ornaments that you could hang on the wall. So there was like a, a velvet ribbon tied to the top of this wooden piece that was about as big as my two hands. There were also a huge array of things um, like greeting cards that you you could cut like whatever pictures around them off or whatever. Yeah. And you shellacked it to the front of this board. Uh-huh. And I took a picture of praying hands that were kind of like gold with a black background. So like a really religious card. Um, and partly I picked it because I knew I was going to give it to like my mom or my grandma. And I just figured, I'm like, oh, they'd like that. Not because I'm religious, but yeah. one of the kids next to me was like, oh, I like that one with two hands clapping on it. Yeah. And I remember- <laughs> that's so, that's cute. That's a cute memory. I do remember kind of thinking like, oh, you're an idiot. That's clearly praying. <laughs> oh, I also have a, a kindergarten memory that I, I still think is super funny because I was kind of a precocious kid, you know, okay. like, I wasn't, sure. I don't know, like I, I was, I was definitely a kid. It's not like I don't feel like I was ever a child, but you know, things like that, where I'd be like, 
you know, you're a moron to other kids my age. Yeah. When I was in kindergarten, I remember this girl named Tina and I were basically teasing back and forth with this boy. Like he was like, well, blah, 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 blah. And we were like, well, blah, blah, blah. You know, that kind of dumb thing. We're just like, well, we're better at such and such. I don't know. Just being dumb kids, you know, has they kind of raised the ante, whatever. Yeah. And then Tina at one point is like, oh yeah, well, we're 16 years old. <laughs> and I was just like, you fucking idiot. No, we're not. We're in kindergarten. You moron. Like, I just felt like you fucking blew it, Tina. <laughs> you screwed it up. Seriously, no one's buying that. <laughs> I was like, see, fucking lost this for us. It's it pops in my head a lot though, still to this day, her being like, Oh yeah, well, we're 16 years old. I'm like, you're a dumb kid. I think that's really funny. Um, I don't um you know what's really sad though is I don't have anything really funny that I'm remembering. I'm remembering like weird spots I was in, just like weird positions. Oh. <laughs> um, like, you know, being in trouble or being, you know, doing a thing that I didn't want to like, like I remember in first grade, I went to India and then I had to write like a journal cause I was out of school for six weeks. And then I had to like come back and read the journal to the class. Christ. And then my teacher wanted me to give her a kiss on the cheek and I didn't want to. Yeah. Very like, this is the stuff I'm remembering, like just weird fucking... What's that? How old do you think you were? Are you probably oh, seven, not? first grade. Yeah, first like, grade. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I do have some, I mean, I have no bad memories from school. I mean, my first grade, one of my strongest memories is of my first grade teacher, like humiliating me in front of my entire class because I was one of the only kids who still couldn't spell their last name without looking at a thing on their desk. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm like, okay. My last name is nine letters long. <laughs> first grader. Fuck yeah. you. But I just remember feeling like deeply like embarrassed. Hmm. You know, it was like everyone else, we've taken it off their desk. Like was really performative to the whole class about it. Just a total bitch. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Teachers didn't know what was going on. I don't know. They weren't very good at teaching. I mean, they were okay. They were okay at teaching. But But they they did shit that like today you're like, what the fuck? Like my fourth grade teacher once grabbed me by the hair. Yeah. Because I was talking to the kid behind me. That's that's wild. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think that was really allowed. No, I mean, it hurt. Like, I remember yeah. being like, totally shocked that it happened. Yeah, I don't think corporal punishment is a, yeah. is a thing in Michigan. I remember, um, what was I going to say? Oh, well, in second grade, I remember. Um, so one of the teachers which was turning 40, one of the second grade teachers. And the other two second grade teachers decorated her room in all black. And uh, because it was her 40th birthday and like wrote, like put up a big sign that said like over the hill in the classroom. And uh, I was in second grade. I didn't really, I don't know if I got what the big deal was, but it really just stuck in my head. Like, wow, 40, 40 is like old, I think. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know. I don't know if that's appropriate uh, nowadays. I don't know either. Although yeah. one last memory and we'll move on. But that reminds me. I have me. no more to talk. There's nothing else here. Oh, yeah. We can keep this, going. This had to be third grade or slightly earlier from the house that I was living in. But I remember my dad, he went to work fairly early in the morning, like before we left for school. I remember he had gone to work 
And he called us once he got to work. And he was like, on my way out of the subdivision, I need you guys to go check because somebody's vandalized this fence. And I don't know what it says, but it might be like a gang message. Like he was really worked up about it and worried. Like this is some kind of like, you know, potential police situation where someone was doing something illegal. And so I remember Deanne and I walked the other way to school so we could go by this fence. Uh-huh. And it's on the fence, it said, Lordy, Lordy, Rose is 40. <laughs> <laughs> so that still pops in my head all of the time. <laughs> yeah, so 40 is, uh, yeah, yeah. Would you decorate someone's house? I mean, look, your, the, your background is all black. Maybe it's your 40th over the hill birthday today. Yep, yeah. I celebrate it. I mean, I figure once you're 40, celebrate your 40th birthday every day. Just have it be black all the time. Yeah, I. Now, now we've we're, we're past 40, and have are we over the hill? Is that the hill that the, the teachers are talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's just a fun, zany way to make light of mortality. Yeah, I mean, I think this this teacher was like a single like, like she wasn't a good second grade teacher. Like, you could tell like she partied. like sort of like even as a kid like you know she's not necessarily on top of her game like i'm mrs thompson and i party (laughs) it's mrs green ms green actually all right i don't remember her first name but enough about that um about that yeah i don't know uh what do you think about the phrase forgive and forget hmm I mean, I think it's a good thing in theory that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, like forgive and forget to me means give people the benefit of the doubt. And if they ask for forgiveness, give that to them and then don't hold a grudge or hold it against them because that's not fair. But I don't forget part. Yeah. But I don't know that that's necessarily how brains work. (laughs) No, right. So I have I have a hard time with the forgive and forget sometimes where it's just like. Um, I can hold a grudge, but I try not to. Um, but yeah, so you, you can't really entirely forget. So I got I to gotta think about that. I always think about like, oh, yeah, how, how are you going to forget? But the forget is don't hold it against them. I think it's, so. It's a conscious thing that you have to do. I suppose. Yeah. I guess, or someone could be maybe saying, since you forgave me, I need you to forget that I portrayed your trust. You know, whereas I don't think that's as, that's the thing. It's like, if if somebody does something, yeah, which they then need to ask for forgiveness, there are many varying degrees of what that thing could be. And, you know, so. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I cannot forgive you or forget yeah. about this. Right. But there are other things where if it's possible, that's to me the best route to take in terms of my own mental health. You know, sure, sure. To not hold grudges, to not like ruminate on stuff, to yeah. let go, to give. And I mean, that's one of the things that I think has gotten me through somewhat this last horrible year. I remember at the very beginning, because I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to like rearrange how I do my job. Like I'm going to have to start trying to do it remotely, which I'd never done before. So I felt kind of stressed, but I was like, I am just going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt at every turn. Like that's how I'm going to handle it. Cause this year is going to be fucking hard for everybody. Yeah. And there's one client or person for that matter that I've been like, and I'm done giving you the benefit of the doubt. Like for the most part, even people who've been flaky or like made mistakes or whatever, like no big deal. Like there I'm was not- one you said though. They're just, Oh, 
it's not the same thing as being like, I'm so sorry. Like my, I was worried my mom had COVID. So I forgot we had an appointment. Like, oh. okay, I'm not going to charge you and I'm not going to be a dickhead, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Other people would probably be like, well, you know, you still have to pay because you had, I just was like, I'm going to let all of that shit go. I'm not going to give anyone a hard time about anything. Like you'd yeah. have to egregious for me to be like look so only once was I like that and it didn't have anything to do with the pandemic I think it has more to do with the style of this person especially since they're the only one who has like more than once like missed an appointment and not let me know like for oh, some well that's shitty remote yeah. appointments before like that does not happen to me which is great to me yeah. that says people want to work with me you know yeah, yeah. People, whatever anyway the point being forgiving as best as you can I think yeah. is extremely helpful like giving people a wide berth and trying to be like everyone's fucking doing the best they can yeah yeah no no for sure and yeah i i i might have mentioned this before but with me i don't know if a lot of people have this or 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 what but events like that like uh will just cycle in my head a lot where it's like oh you know a thing where i feel like i was slighted something like that just D- despite my you know efforts to yeah. to 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 not ruminate um i'm just really prone to it so it's like a really really uphill fight to to do that forget part where it's like yeah. where i'm not gonna uh bring it up again at some point or you know um that kind of thing so i guess kind of like circling back to how we started with this yeah kind of hypothesizing that that might be why those things stick in your brain so vividly because you're ruminating on them essentially yeah yeah full circle yeah i mean yeah that makes a lot of sense to me all right we've solved all my issues thanks what what about elephants do you think they ever forget i don't know i think they don't i think they're very smart i think they have a good big hippocampus they do Maybe ele- elephant campus. I don't know. Yeah, the elephants are actually amazing. They they do remember stuff, and they actually have like very long memories. They I just know they like peanuts. They do, but they also like mourn like um, fellow elephants when they die. They remember where they were, like they remember where those bones were when the elephant died. Oh yeah, they hold grudges too, right? Wasn't there an elephant that like killed a poacher that they knew that was a poacher from before? I fucking hope so. I hope so too. Yeah. Elephants never forgive and forget. Stampede those motherfucking poachers. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the Simpsons episode where they get an elephant stampy? No. Okay. <laughs> Bart wins an elephant from a radio station and his name's Stampy. Stampy. God damn yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> well, I'm going to remember this one, Neil. This is a. Uh... This is one for the books. The podcast to remember. Yeah. All right. Great. All right. Let's wrap this up. Um, I'm going to remember this one too. Um, it's number 23. Yep. It's Michael Jordan's number. Yep. One of my favorite basketball players. It's also the, the first age at which I got arrested. So that's how I'm going to remember it. <laughs> is this true? Okay. Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> just inside so my girlfriend speaking of michael jordan you get arrested oh she's no my girlfriend has a birthday it's J- june 23rd and the way i remember that is june michael jordan because i ca- could not remember the 23 part for I the life of me 
and somehow sports figures from the 90s that like I was laying in bed today taking a nap trying to take a nap thinking about this June Michael Jordan thing going like all right Isaiah Thomas number 11 Bill Lambeer 14 you know Rick Mahorn 44 Dennis Rodman 10 John Sally 22 I don't know why I remember any of this what about Vinny the Microwave Johnson was he 50 something? I I'm, you could say that with more confidence than I would just buy 51. it. 51. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. Woo. Those other ones are right, though. I don't know about. Yeah. Vinny was good. Forgot was his that name. Was a mnemonic? Was that like a memory device? I guess. I, no, not to remember those, but the June Michael Jordan. Yeah, exactly. For sure. For sure. Another one I had one time was. Uh, I had to remember a parking spot or a code for a parking garage or something. And it was three, one, four, five. And I went with Baskin Robbins Colt 45 because 31 flavors. And so I just remembered Baskin Robbins and malt liquor. And that was the, if I could put it, if I put words to it, 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 it helps. But yeah, with the Pistons numbers, no idea. I was just probably a fanatic basketball fan for a few years and those are just burned. I remember kids' phone numbers, you know, my friends' parents' houses' phone numbers. Mm -hmm. um, I, I could dial up those houses now. And why? Why do? Why does that stick in your head? And, you know. I actually, in high school, a friend of mine, who we were not particularly close, but like, you know, how you hang out sometimes with some people, then you grow apart. We had exchanged phone numbers. And this was pre-cell phone, so you didn't have something to write it down. You had to try to remember it. Yeah. You had my number. And I was like... She's like, oh, I don't have anything to write it down. I'm like, here's how you can remember it. Because my number was 620-1052. That was my number at the time. You can't call it now. Well, you can. It's not my number. I don't know who's there. So I was like, just remember it as 620. Oh, it's 1052. And like, we were graduating from high school. I remember she's like, I still remember your phone. <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny. Because I'm like, this isn't even a good mnemonic. It's not going to work. And it totally did. <laughs> it's like... It's 1052. So significant. Oh, it's 1052. So dumb. So dumb. Oh, there's a one more thing. There's a Seinfeld where a guy shouts 847 as the time on a clock. Just I, I propose of like if you just remember the time apropos of nothing, it's not, it's nothing. But mm -hmm. Now that time and now 1052 is going to be stuck in my fucking head. I hope when it's 1052, you go, oh, it's 1052. Wait, wait, so was it 620? Oh, it's, well, what's the 62 part? It's, my phone number was 620. Oh, no, I know, but what's the mnemonic device for that? It, there wasn't one. Oh, was, okay. I'm along for the ride easily. Got it, got it. You're just supposed to remember the 62 part and then, oh, it's 1050. It's just like... <laughs> she never had questions about the first two numbers that worked for her if i was friends with you back then i would have questioned it but stop questioning my airtight mnemonic <laughs> i love it i love it it's a great way to to remember it i'm gonna remember it you will yeah Stick it in the memory hole <laughs> all right laura um this is fun uh yeah, yeah. so i'll talk to you soon all right all right
has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.